Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay, so I guess it was last week where we had the story of the baseball player complaining that the flight attendant on his uh, on the flight made his pregnant wife pick up popcorn that their five and two year old spilled all over the floor and seat in their airplane. And uh, they she had to get down and pick up the kid's mess. Now we ha- which I'm okay with, by the way, and I don't know why they didn't have the kids pick up the popcorn that spilled all over the chair and floor. But uh, now we have a Southwest Airlines uh, flight that was delayed because someone spilled yellow rice all over the walking aisle and the floor. And uh, the flight attendant came down and said, who spilled rice? And I started walking up and down the aisle saying, who spilled rice? And they refused to leave the gate until someone cleaned up the rice. And there's a picture online of the rice spilled. And it's just ridiculous. And if someone, I can't believe someone actually spilled rice in the airplane and didn't clean it up or at least attempt to clean it up or at least say, hey, can I get a broom or, you know, something to help me pick up this rice? I spilled it instead of just leaving it there. Like I spilled it and I'm not going to tell you I did it and I'm not going to clean it up. So they delayed the flight. (laughs) They delayed the flight until they sent for something to clean up the rice. And there's, you know, audio of the the sky waitress telling the passengers, hey, uh, we sent uh, to get something to clean up this rice, so we're not taking off until we clean it up. And if we put this rice and you don't have to walk through it, then it won't be an eyesore. So we apologize. But again, I don't think you want to walk through it, so let us take care of this at the gate before we leave. Thank you. Okay, so she's sending for a broom and a dustpan or whatever to clean up the rice. The picture is agonizing. I can't believe someone wouldn't help and pick it up. Uh, help them pick it up and admit to it. <laughs> so uh, they just waited until it got cleaned up. Pretty incredible. And so then what happened is that uh, they didn't serve any drinks on the flight. Now, it was a short flight. It was a flight flying from Atlanta to Houston. So you only would get something to drink, you know, and then you're coming down again. So it's a pretty fast flight. But uh, it's been hashtagged RiceGate. And it's pretty incredible that this is going on on airplanes. Does not anyone have any, I don't know, manners anymore? Um, Sure, you, I get it. You accidentally spilled some food on the airplane. But at least admit to it and say, yeah, I spilled this rice. And uh, I'm sorry. Can I help you clean it up? Can we get someone in here to clean it up? Something. But they were, uh, they claimed that there was too bumpy. Uh, the ride is too bumpy, so we're not going to serve you beverage service. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and it's really surprising that no one said, yeah, they, she dropped, she dropped it. No one saw who dropped it. They just let it hang there. Pretty incredible that this is going on. I mean, what are we doing? You're flying on an airplane and you're bringing yellow rice onto the plane 
And we talked about the guy that, uh, you know, they were pissed that the, the guy had a big whole serving of ribs on the plane. Maybe the airlines just need to say, no, we're, you're not going to be bringing the food on the plane. Sorry, not going to happen. That's what's going to start happening. If they have to start cleaning up people spilling food uh, on the airplanes, and we're just not going to, we're not going to bring it on, bring you on. And that's just the way it is. Sorry. Uh, only thing we're going to clean up is maybe the pretzel dust that you dropped all over the seat, but we're not picking up your nasty yellow rice that just spilled all over the floor. No, not going to happen. <laughs> and then apparently on this very same flight, which is kind of funny, uh, they, while they were cleaning up the rice, somebody got up to use the bathroom. So they had to wait for that person to get out of the bathroom and sit down before they could back away from the gate and, you know, then take off with the delayed flight. I'd be angry that the flight was delayed. Although if you're in the middle of rice gate, uh, maybe you're not as mad as you probably should be. And you're just saying, come on, you're not even going to admit to it. You're not going to help clean it up. Nobody on the flight said, well, I didn't spill it, but I'll help clean it up. Nope. You just sit there and do nothing. Wow. I, I don't understand that at all. I, I just don't. It's funny. But I don't understand it. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. In Chicago, a dating app is reportedly being used to lure Chicago men and then rob them. So in a community alert on Sunday, Chicago police said that men planned to meet a woman. And when they arrived for the date, she robbed them at knife point and forced the victims to transfer their money into her accounts. Did she get the money or did she get the idea from Law and Order Organized Crime? Like I just watched an episode from their season. This I think it's their first season, might be their second season. Uh, Law and Order Organized Crime, where these gay men were getting robbed and had their money stolen and all their credit cards uh, emptied out from a dating app. So I have a feeling that this is kind of uh, real life uh, imitating art. Uh, the app known as Plenty of Fish, and it describes itself as the most sociable way to date. One man was robbed after meeting the woman. Okay. Uh, he said uh, the woman who robbed him was between 20 and 23 years old, straight black hair. Then another man was robbed by a man and a woman. So if you're using the dating app in Chicago, plenty of fish, beware. I know it is the most sociable way to date, but just beware, okay? Dating apps, in the story, dating apps don't conduct criminal background checks on users. So it's up to each user to determine if they're comfortable meeting up with someone. Uh, really? Thank you. Just be careful who you swipe right on and when you're going to meet and where you're going to meet, okay? I mean, Chicago is another city that's on fire with crime. Uh, according to this, um, compared to the first 22 days of 2021, the major crime rate in Chicago rose 97% in 2023. Uh, it seems like it's on the rise. <laughs> seems like it's on the rise if, if we're if we've if we've gone up 97 percent from where it was two years ago that seems like it's on the rise so listen if you are having problems and got robbed don't feel that you can't report it because you're not alone okay it's a report it to the police 
and say, hey, I was on plenty of fish and I know it's the most sociable way to date, but I was robbed and uh, please help me. Other than that, I don't know if you're ever going to get your money back, but good luck. I mean, the reason it was brought to light on Law and Order, the organized crime unit, uh, the organized crime division uh, program, was because it was a gay dating app. And these guys were getting robbed like this from the dating app, but someone got killed. And so we had to investigate. And then we found out that there were many more victims, but they were just afraid to uh, report it because it was a gay dating app, of course. And uh, so don't be afraid to report it if you have been robbed by plenty of, by a, now you haven't, you weren't robbed by plenty of fish. They're just using that app to meet you. Okay. So it's not plenty of fish's fault. <laughs> <laughs> be clear about that. I'm sure that uh, there's been a lot of people swiping right on the old plenty of fish. I don't know how it works. And uh, actually, I don't know how plenty of fish works. So I don't know if you swipe right or left. I'm just guessing that you swipe right. And uh, then you, you know, are able to meet up for a date and dinner. There's nothing else going on, right? Right. Uh, did you see where George Foreman... The, you know, Hall of Fame boxer and, you know, huge pitch man has uh, just been accused again. Uh, a third woman has said that he committed sexual battery against her when she was a minor and Foreman was in his 20s. This happened again back in the 1970s. So this is another civil lawsuit against George Foreman. The woman, identified as Jane Doe, said she was 15 when Foreman propositioned her with money in exchange for him sexually abusing her. Okay. The woman said that she refused and Foreman imposed his will on her and began engaging in immoral and unwanted sexual acts against her. The woman said Foreman also committed childhood sexual abuse and intentional infliction of emotional distress. <laughs> now, to be fair, uh, Mr. Foreman, uh, George Foreman, uh, he has categorically denied these conveniently timed allegations from almost 50 years ago. Conveniently uh, timed? Well, yes, because he's got the new movie coming out and he claims that uh, he's 74 now and he claims that he will aggressively fight them in court now this woman's lawsuit filed in december surfaced publicly this week with the film of foreman's life to be released this week which is i think being released today as a matter of fact so in august Two women filed lawsuits against Foreman saying that he committed sexual battery when he had intercourse with them when they were between the ages of 13 and 16. This was in uh, Los Angeles. At the time, Foreman accused the women of trying to extort him for millions of dollars. Before these two women filed suit, they were in talks with Foreman. That's what he was saying, that they're trying to extort money from him. And since he backed out then and said, uh, no, this is crazy. I'm not, we're not in talks with this. I categorically deny this. That's when they filed suit. And so then he is now countersued for defamation against these women. So the third woman filed her lawsuit in Alameda County Superior Court in California. Uh, the attorney representing her did not comment on this story. So because of... The other two plaintiffs, this story came to light. I guess that's the way it happened. And so 
these uh, allegations of sexual abuse have long gone ignored. And, uh, you know, now he's got his big movie coming out and everybody wants a piece of George Foreman. So we'll see what happens with this. But just now there's three uh, women that are saying about the same thing. Does that make it true? Absolutely not. But it does hold a little bit of water. That's where we got with uh, with what's-his-face, Bill Cosby, right? There were so many of them, and so many of them were the same thing. I did not believe all of the women, but there were many of them that were saying the same story. And it is interesting that these three women kind of tell the same story. Just makes one go, huh. Huh. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. All right, I have some uh, interesting news, uh, exciting news. Uh, We are going to be airing a movie called Reopening on Blaze TV. We're going to have it's going to happen on Thursday, May 4th at 8 p.m. Eastern for the premiere of Reopening. The movie is called Reopening. It's a, a kind of comedy flick uh, Woke Hollywood would never release. It's a mockumentary following the cast and crew of a small community theater struggling to reopen during the heart of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's a brilliant work of satire using humor to expose and ridicule the insanity that swept the nation during the pandemic. And uh, this is how we're going to defeat wokeism for sure. And that is by laughing at it. So Blaze TV uh, and the Blaze TV family has been poking a stick at the left for waging a war against comedy. You know that as well as I do. And, uh, you know, we're not allowed to joke about anything. Well, we do here on this show, but uh, we're not supposed to be joking about anything according, you know, according to the woke left. Well, now the Blaze TV is going to do a little fight against that. And the movie is called Reopening. Reopening. So on Thursday, May 4th uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern for the premiere of Reopening, we're going to stream a live pre-show on YouTube and Facebook with members of the cast. The movie itself will be available exclusively on Blaze TV. So in order to join the fun, head on over to blazetv.com slash reopening opening blazetv.com slash reopening use the promo code reopening and get $20 off your subscription uh, the blazetv.com reopening promo code reopening gets you $20 off a year subscription at blaze tv and when you subscribe to blaze tv that helps keeps shows like this one chewing the fat free for you to subscribe to so we appreciate all your subscriptions at Blaze TV. So it's kind of cool uh, when we're going to start. Uh, we're going to start releasing uh, some of our own movies at some point. Uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe they'll ask uh, you know me uh, to be in some of those movies. But you know, you know, you never know. You can always go back and watch the Christmas Twist, which I am uh, one of the co-stars of, uh, and uh, you can see you know just the kind of Academy Award, Oscar-winning performance that I give you, or wouldn't that, I guess that would be an Emmy (laughs) since it aired it on TV. Anyway, uh, the movie is called reopening and you can get $20 off your subscription by going to blaze tv.com slash reopening. 
R-E-O-P-E-N-I-N-G, and get $20 off. So, and then next Thursday on May 4th, since if you're listening live, today is the 27th of April, 2023. Uh, Thursday, May 4th, we're having the uh, pre-show on YouTube and Facebook, and that's when the movie itself will be exclusively available on Blaze TV. Oh, and uh, good news. I said earlier this week that uh, the Bed Bath & Beyond uh, coupons, the $20 off coupons, or the 20% off coupons that uh, everyone has, uh, were going to be dead uh, as of yesterday. No, they're going to be accepted in stores through May 8th. So, good news. Uh, (laughs) uh, They're closing them down, man. They are closing them down. They're closing down Bed Bath & Beyond and the Baby Gear uh, Bye Bye Baby Stores, 120 sites across uh, the country. And uh, I think we have 360 Bed Bath & Beyond stores. So they are busy shutting them down. People are lining up for the deals. Uh, they filed for bankruptcy and they plan on closing those stores down. They said originally that they were hoping that maybe someone would come along and buy them. Don't think that's looking like it's going to happen. So if you run across a Bed Bath & Beyond in your neck of the woods, might be a good time to pull in, okay? <laughs> I mean, we're seeing pictures of some of the Bed Bath & Beyonds with uh, signs in the door saying 10% off, no coupon, no returns. So wait, they claim that they're going to be accepting the 20% off coupons. So do I, are they going to accept them or are they not going to accept them? I guess this store says no. Everything is 10% off and there's going to be no other coupons accepted. Weird. Okay. Eh, whatever. 10% off too. That seems a little low. Uh, you guys are going out of business. I want a little bit more than 10% off that with those products. Okay. I know it's an already everyday low price. I get it. But how about you make that everyday low price even lower since you're not going to be around much longer. I know it's an end of an era. But it seems like I should be getting more than 10% off on those towels and my garlic masher. You know, one of the things I always remember, the one thing I remember about Bed Bath & Beyond is, you know, how remember how they had the, the shelves up to the ceiling of towels and the different colors of towels. And, I, and they're all perfectly rounded and everything. And I thought, oh man, I do not want to be the one having to put all those towels up there. Well, it wasn't all those towels. It was, I did some investigation. And by that, I mean, I went over to the shelving and I started pulling them out. It's just one towel. There was a cardboard piece probably invented specifically for Bed Bath & Beyond. And they put it in the shelving and you put one towel over it and it had the rounded uh, protruding edges on it so that it looked like there were four or five towels in that shelving unit. But really, it was just one towel stuffed in there. Anyway. And I know most of you are going, oh, I already knew that, Jeff. What are you, an idiot? Yes. Yes, I am. And another story that uh, we're catching up on that we talked about earlier in the week, Bam Margera still on the run. Uh, The police showed up at the house, remember, for the uh, disturbance, and he took off out in the woods. Well, he's still on the run. We haven't uh, we haven't caught him yet. And to make matters worse, he's on run with his on the run with his girlfriend and her eight year old child. And they claim that he's now developed an addiction to meth. So what could go wrong? (laughs) What could go wrong? So we'll see if that's actually true. And maybe it is true that he's on the run with his girlfriend and her daughter. I don't know that he's been been using meth. Certainly possible. 
but I guess according to his brother, uh, he's picked up the meth habit recently. And you know, seriously, <laughs> his brother says uh, he's become unrecognizable, and it's scary. And maybe that's what brought on the whole problem at the house. So anyway, if you run into Bam. I would say pretend like you don't see him and then alert the Pennsylvania State Police. This is we're updating stories. We might as well update uh, Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson as well, both fired on the same day. So Don Lemon says that, uh, hey, he owns his actions and there's no regrets after being fired from CNN. And he's hired the same lawyer as Tucker to uh, battle, making sure that they get millions. Tucker has released a video. He released a video on social media yesterday saying that, uh, you know, everybody's met some really nice people and uh, there are still places where voices can be heard and real stories can be told. And so he said, see you soon. Yeah, I mean, hello. And those stories will be told on the Tucker Carlson show. (laughs) He didn't say that, but that's what he meant. And so Don Lemon, of course, is going to do the same thing. Oh, no, wait. He said he was going to spend the summer on the beach with his boyfriend. So a little bit different uh, perspective. Uh, Tucker wants to get to work and uh, do some, uh, make a little bit of difference and have have the word news be told, the real news be told. And Don is going to hope that he gets his millions from CNN and to spend some time uh, the rest of the summer on the beach with his boyfriend. So that's what's happening. Good for both of them. Have fun. And one more story we've got to revisit. I told you she wasn't going to be going to prison. So we talked about Elizabeth Holmes, the founder of Theranos. And the person that the dropout on Hulu, the Emmy award-winning limited series, uh, was all about. We talked about how today was the day that she had to go to jail. Uh, the judge had given her our, I don't know how many days or how many to- how much time before she had to go to prison. It was a long time, 13 months, 15 months, something like that. I mean, she had a kid uh, in that time frame. So, and she was supposed to uh, serve, she's supposed to serve 11 years. And I said, when we were talking about it, that I wonder what the odds are that she doesn't go to prison on the 27th of April. Well, uh, she still is remaining free. <laughs> she... Uh, has appealed her conviction and she is requested to remain free while that appeal goes on. So she asked the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals directly if she could stay out of prison while her case makes its way through the appeals process. Now, that request, they haven't honored that and they haven't said whether she can or not, but the immediate response to the request means that the reporting date is on hold while the court considers her request. So as long as the court is just considering her request, she doesn't have to report to prison. I knew it. There's no way she was going to prison. Uh, She was waiting. That's what she had the phone with her. We talked about the story. She was waiting to hear back. (laughs) So, I mean, there's no way she serves 11 years. And uh, if she goes to prison at all. I mean, I guess she has to go. She was convicted, but she was convicted of, of crimes, but uh, she certainly is not going to go for 11 years. And if she appeals and they have to redo the whole trial again, uh, she stays out of jail for a long time, but she's not going today. Nope. Uh, they were ready for her. They had the cell all cleaned up and ready to go. And she was like, no, nope, I'm not going to show up today. Sorry. 
politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no armed guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. So who died today? Who died today? Jerry Springer. I know the tabloid talk show uh, host, the ringmaster, uh, dead at the age of 79. I met Jerry a couple of times. He was always uh, in Tampa Bay from time to time doing uh, shows with uh, one of our big FM stations. Uh, the Power Pig and uh, 93.3 FLZ. He was always doing stuff with them, and uh, you know he was in our building quite a bit. Uh, you know, I mean, he's the guy. He was uh, he was a game changer. You know, as far as talk shows go, I mean, he was a mayor in Cincinnati. Of course, he was a mayor in Ohio or state in the union. Uh, Jerry Springer uh, passed away uh, in his home in Chicago. He died peacefully after a brief illness at his suburban home. Uh, don't look at me like that. It doesn't say that. I know you, that's what you're thinking, but no, it was after a brief illness. So what it said, Jerry Springer dead at the age of 79. Then we have Ron Faber, Ron Faber. Uh, the actor portrayed, uh, Chuck, uh, assistant director in the film within the film, uh, crash course in the exorcist. Uh, he is award-winning performance. Uh, put him on director William Friedman's radar, who cast him in the 73 classic, The Exorcist. Ron Faber, born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin in 1933, uh, got his career started on stage, winning an Obie Award for, and they put handcuffs on flowers. Ron Faber uh, died of uh, lung cancer at 90 years of age. Ron Faber, rest in Piece. Then we have rapper money sign suede, <laughs> rapper money sign suede, dead at the age of 22. Uh, this one is kind of, I mean, he was murdered in prison. Uh, rapper was stabbed in the neck in prison, in the prison shower, which of course the prison officials are, of course, were treating his death as a, as a homicide. So he was at the correctional training facility in Soledad, California, serving a 32 month sentence on gun charges. He was missing at a nighttime headcount. What happened to money sign suede? Where is he? And then he was later discovered in the shower and, uh, quickly pronounced dead. So money sign suede dead at the age of 22. Then we're adding one more to the who died today list. Uh, the Kim Kardashian lookalike OnlyFans model dead at the age of 34. 
after another plastic surgery. Wow. I mean, you want to talk about three cuts to clown face. She was on her, you know, three cuts to Kim Kardashian face. Wow. Uh, Christina Ashton Gorkani has died uh, possibly after a plastic surgery procedure gone wrong. Her death was detailed on a GoFundMe page by her family who say they got a call last week from another family member frantically screaming that she was dying, uh, which, you know, instantly shattered their world. So one family member called the rest of the family members and said, hey, Christina is dying and she was recovering from plastic surgery. She suffered cardiac arrest and uh, she didn't make it. The family is saying that uh, it's being investigated as a potential homicide related to the medical procedure that took a turn for the worst. So very sad that the Kim Kardashian lookalike OnlyFans model, Christina Ashton Gorkani, has passed away at the age of 34. As long as we're, you know, talking about death, I remember back in December, uh, the UFC Hall of Famer, Stephen Bonner, had passed away at the age of 45. He died in Las Vegas. And they said that it was possible, you know, heart complications, whatever. And so it was presumed that it was heart complications. And the coroner's office took longer to announce what was going on longer than 90 days because it did more testing. Well, it is now being out uh, that he died of a fentanyl overdose. So it really wasn't uh, heart complications, although it could have been heart complications brought on by the overdose of fentanyl. So Stephen Bonner is still dead uh, since December uh, at the age of 45 because of a fentanyl overdose. Hey, if you were going to see Janet Jackson in uh, Atlanta at uh, State Farm Arena, don't go tonight. All right, there's a basketball game going on. The NBA playoffs are still happening. So, um, sorry about it. Janet's uh, concert's going to be tomorrow night. (laughs) We're rescheduling, okay? Don't worry about it. And plus, if you were going to see Billy Joel uh, in New York at Madison Square Garden, yeah, nope, not on Saturday. Sorry about it. NBA playoffs are going on. We're going to move that to Tuesday for you, okay? And the LA's Crypto.com Arena managed a 90-minute turnaround between the Clippers and Lakers game last Saturday between the NHL playoff games Friday and Sunday. And the rink, you know, just remember when you watch the basketball game, the rink is underneath the basketball court. So the players the players are dribbling on ice. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Funny, funny, funny. So just remember, uh, Billy Joel is on Tuesday, not Saturday, all right, because of... Uh, the NBA game, and Janet Jackson is tomorrow night, not tonight, for those of you listening live. If you show up tonight, she's not going to be there. Basketball game going on. We got the NFL draft kicking off tonight. Wow, from Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, Kansas City's Union Station is going to be having, uh, is going to be the home of the NFL draft this year. Should be fun. I'm kind of really looking forward to it, sadly. So, uh, we can get into it. I mean, I will talk NFL draft. I'll talk college football. I'll do it all. I know it's you know boring to so many of you, but it is not to me. We got Aaron Rodgers showing up in New York yesterday. He is officially a New York Jet. Awesome. Uh, showing up with his New Jersey number eight. And uh, you know what? He looked good. 
Uh, everybody's happy, and we're just uh, so darn excited to have Aaron Rodgers as a New York Jet, and a first-round Hall of Famer is in the building. And so we just need to, what you need to do, Aaron, is win, man, because everything is in place. Uh, if you want to just take a side note, the New York Jets are in place. They've got plenty of good players. The team, the pieces are on the board to be victorious in the NFL, specifically in the AFC. But I will say this, uh, uh, in the NFL, anything can happen. And uh, man, if Aaron does not win in New York, whew, you think he got bad press in Green Bay. Wait till that happens in New York. Now, if he wins, it'll be tremendous and he'll be a king forever. But you better win. That's all I'm saying. You better win. All right, let's uh, let's talk about some body parts. <laughs> or kind of. Uh, Hooters store, uh, Hooters restaurant in Liverpool has been denied their signs. No neon signs outside their Liverpool branch of Hooters. Very sad. Uh, the food chain opened its second UK branch in Liverpool in November. And uh, they have everyone all wound up. And so Hooters had sought permission to display a large illuminated sign and banners. And we're told, yeah, no, uh, that's not going to happen. Okay. So the company said, well, um, it's just going to be large orange Hooters signs. And we're just going to do that anyway. Uh, we're appealing you. We're appealing. You can't tell us what to do. We're going to do it anyway. And uh, so now... Uh, the city and the council people and all the investigators are like, yeah, uh, no, uh, take it down. <laughs> There's no public benefit uh, that could outweigh the harm identified by the signage. Right? I mean, the harm of a Hooters sign is just horrific. I ought to put great two big breasts side by side by the front door and just don't even put hooters on it just two big breasts ought to do that i'm sure that'll go over would go over great in liverpool and then if we go to south africa uh we can find a man who tried to sell a severed man part i don't know how much they go for in south africa he didn't get a chance to sell it he went to a mall and I will say this, I have never been to a mall that had someone come up to me and say, hey, hey, you want to buy a man part? I've got one. I just cut off. <laughs> no, thanks. I would look. I would say, really? Uh, what do you got there? And I'd have to take a look. I wouldn't purchase it. So he's been charged with unlawful possession of human tissue. Oh. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was a thing, but I guess it is in South Africa. Unlawful possession of human tissue. So it's believed uh, that he was looking for a buyer. What do you mean? He was at the mall looking around. He asked people if they wanted to buy it. And so it was the, the man part was removed from a 68-year-old man in the Tambo district. And so they found him. He's in the hospital and I don't know, it hasn't said that uh, if they've reconnected the 68-year-old man with his man part or not. 
but uh, he did uh, go to the hospital. I'm sure he's easy to find. <laughs> uh, there in South Africa, yeah, he's the guy without his man part. So I don't know how much they go for. I don't know how much I'm willing to pay for a severed man part. But I have not been offered one for sale. And now uh, this guy is in jail and he doesn't have any more man parts to sell as of now. Okay, so uh, as long as we're talking, I mean, we're going to stick with body parts. Uh, a 16-year-old has lost his testicle. Now, they call it a freak accident, but then as you read the story, it really isn't uh, that freaky. Okay, so a 16-year-old boy from Utah suffered the loss of one testicle after reaching down to pick up a golf ball. And he reached down to pick up a golf ball, and then it retracted inside of him. And so he got, uh, it was kind of painful. <laughs> Uh, so he went to the hospital and said, Hey, I got a little abdominal pain and I don't really feel that good. So maybe you guys could check it out a little bit. And so they gave him a CT scan and discovered that his testicle had moved up the canal from his scrotum and almost reached his abdomen. So thankfully it was still intact and he suffered from what is known as testicular ascent. That would be a a testicular ascent. There's a song there somewhere. Uh, the boy's medical history indicated he suffered from a, retracti a retractile left testis. He suffered for this for at least five years. And that's when it travels back and forth between the scrotum and the groin. Yeah, they get busy. And you never know. They don't want to stay in one place. <laughs> that does not sound like fun. So surgeons uh, were later able to get the testicle back into his scrotum through the use of surgical instruments and surgically anchored the testicle so there's no more travel the travel time is over for the old testicle sorry about that they used a non-absorbable suture so okay i guess uh the accident was caused due uh to his patent processus vaginalis which essentially means that the pathway between his scrotum and abdomen did not sufficiently close up during development in the womb. So you never know uh, unless you had, uh, <laughs> if, you, if you suffer from processus vaginalis, uh, you may end up with what is called testicular ascent. I mean... It's kind of a good band name. I keep saying it and I like it. Testicular Ascent. <laughs> uh, so that's the name of my painting. Uh, it's a beautiful painting here on the wall, here in the Chewing the Fat Studios. Uh, Testicular Ascent. Could be my new name on Twitter. Uh, instead of at JeffyJFR, could be at Testicular Ascent. Or, you know, I could change it on Instagram or Facebook instead of Jeff Fisher Radio testicular ascent i'm not going to do that though so you just follow me at jeffy jfr or uh jeff fisher radio on instagram and uh facebook you can always order a cameo from me uh at jeffy jfr on cameo that's not free but uh i'll be nice i'll be mean i'll be happy i'll be sad whatever you'd like uh, that's how cameo works they're my pimp uh you order it and i do it uh, at Jeffy JFR on Cameo. All right, the joke of the day was sent to me uh, th through the email that you can also send things to, uh, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. And it's in the theme of this last segment, the body part segment. Uh, it's in that theme. 
This coming from Nathan to ChewingTheFatAtTheBlaze.com. A father had his young, shy daughter with him for the afternoon. She wanted to go to the park, but he needed to get a haircut. Now, he made a deal with his daughter that he would buy her a treat if he could get a haircut. She agreed. So they stopped at a convenience store, and she picked out a snack cake. Then they went to the barber shop. It was right next door. There was no waiting. He was able to get right in. Now, the girl was extremely shy, and she wouldn't leave her dad's side. And the barber started to get annoyed. She was kind of in the way. He was trying to cut dad's hair. She kept quiet, but slowly kept eating her treat, sometimes being right in between him and her dad. And the barber, getting more and more frustrated, finally says, You know, you're going to get hair on your Twinkie. And the girl responded, Yeah, I know. I'm going to get boobs, too. <laughs> you, can, you can use that anywhere. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.